2: Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It's a Redemption Thursday edition and man, we can't kick this game off soon enough, huh? it has been a buzz all week. It gets better by the day. My enthusiasm, the excitement for this weekend. Park your ass Saturday. Begins with Florida State-Clemson. Does your day get better? As the hours go by and the games begin, subsequent Florida State, are you in a great mood or are you watching through the prism of defeat? It's tough, right? It, it will really color your entire day on what should be a glorious day. It's been a number of years, Tom Lang. This is true. This is a real stat. I think I saw this from Chris Felica. Um, I believe this is the most amount of uh, games in September for ranked teams in like 28 years or something like that. Yeah. It's it's something crazy.
0: That would make sense. It it feels that way.
2: What a a card, right? What a card. This is is a true Park Your Ass Saturday. And it begins, oddly enough, most of the time Park Your Ass Saturday kind of Either we're not playing anybody that's any good, and you're kind of like, oh, good, it's really something we can concentrate on over here because we've got a nothing game or a bye. It feels like it's always been that way in the past. But when we're a big part of the reason that it's a park your ass Saturday, it makes you even more nervous. Makes you a little uh, excited, you know, pumped
0: up, but a little little nervy, a little nervy. Well, out the gate, you know, I just I think about. When, when something big is going to happen in life, mm. not necessarily football, yeah. think about this time next week, it'll all be over. That is a good way to think you about know? it, too, by the way. So by the time we get to the second half of the 330 slate, it's all going to be over. And what kind of mood are we in? That's right. That's what I'm asking are to start we in, the show. I'll have another mood? <laughs> yeah. I'm having a celebratory
2: beer, or am I having a I-need-to-drown-my-sorrows a- kind of beer? Am I taking the Uber to
0: the bar? Yeah.
2: Oh. Like we're getting out in front of this that's, thing, that's obviously. The power move yeah, it right is, right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, no, I, I I'll tell you, I I have felt pretty good. I think you asked me a couple questions last night on the uh, interactive. By the way, thanks to everybody who got involved with the uh, Jeff Cameron Show interactive last night. It was fun to talk to folks. We had a good time. Tommy, you, you'll be proud of me. I had just the one cold one. That's
0: it. Oh, restraint. Well, who is this guy? So did you allow for that uh, period to pass after and you got a little tired? You're like, you know what? That's it. I have been working
2: hard on getting up even earlier and doing the thing I was telling you about yesterday. Right, right. So, 4.15. No, yeah. no. Well, uh, yeah. I've been trying to get – I'm going to be tor- Tony Kornheiser before we know it. Right? I'll be wake, walking my dog at 4 a.m. Uh, and then grow the, grow the right hair out. Yeah, I could. I could it's grow the out same the sides. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, what I, I – I just I want to try to remain – vigilant and i knew i was like you know we're getting close to nine
0: yeah what are we doing here yeah,
2: yeah, by the time yeah. i have enough beer it'll be 10 30 uh, right yeah and there was no game what's on. the point yeah exactly i did sit around and watch the pirates pace the cubs which was cool mm. um so you know uh it's been one of those hey by the way as an aside just you and me talking keep ryan hayes has turned into a good player okay it, I was a little worried. Don't tell anybody worried. else.
0: Don't tell anybody else. Matthew, you don't
2: me. you start. My man's got 14 home runs. He's the best defensive third baseman in the National League, and he's now he's now cashing in over there on that power that we didn't think we had. He's going to be a good player. Hey, you know who's got a lot of home runs this year? Who?
0: It's Cal Raleigh. Again? He's at 29. He's at 29 home runs yes! in the bigs. And he hit 26 or 27 last year. Did Sangatime get it done last night? He did. Yeah. Six innings, two runs. Got a chance to win Rookie of the Year. His ERA is 297. He's been legitimately good. Oh, Here you were with all this payroll and all these big names, and there it is. Your rookie's going to be the guy. I'll tell you, though, before the season started, I said take the under on the 92 or whatever it was. we got too many old dudes. But the guy I was excited to watch was Ghost Fork, because that's the pitch. There's no such thing as a Ghost Fork. It's, that's a pitch
2: that's been thrown well, by other people, but that's what he calls it, and so highest, that's cool.
0: <laughs> it's the highest whiff rate of any pitch in the bigs. Well, yeah, you can call whatever so you want, can it whatever you want, that's now. the case, yeah.
2: All right, so back to Florida State. I'm asking the question before I give you my picks here for Redemption Thursday. Um, are we tough enough? I keep coming back to that. Are we tough enough to deal with what I think is going to be Clemson's effort to really chin-check you early in the run game? See if you're disciplined enough, smart enough, and tough enough to come up and hit. Because they do have some guys that are rugged when it comes to uh, having to get them on the ground, tackling. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they run hard. I admire that about them. That's the aspect of the team that I like about Clemson is that those two dudes really run the ball with great toughness. They do.
0: And they're not afraid. It's reckless abandon running, which I always appreciate. And reckless abandon when they're blockers. They might not always be the greatest at it, but they are willing. And that shows buy-in. And they, they like each other important. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Are we ready for this? Are we ready for these games? This
2: is getting juicy. This is getting froggy. I got some bonus bets I may give mm-hmm. out during the day today because I, I was doing re- research right up until the start of the show. And all of a sudden I had this bevy of bets that I really liked, but they weren't on the sheet. I already had 10 on the sheet. And then I was like, man, I got, uh, I got like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 more. This is a, Big card. Yep, yep. This it's, is a big card. There's Andy NFL Reed.
0: angles. There's yeah. It's the Andy Reid Waffle House menu card. Speaking of
2: Andy Reid, I think Kansas City may put a number on the Bears. This oh, is, is that a, one of your picks? Uh, Maybe. I it's, haven't looked again. It's not on this, but it, it's a, it's something I'm
0: looking at. I like finding out as the people do. This is fun. Can
2: you imagine being a Bears fan right now? Your quarterback's ripping the coaches through two weeks. Your DC just quit. The <laughs> FBI showed up at the door. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. What was going on and, here?
0: And your quarterback said, I was taken out of context.
2: Oh, no, you weren't, sir. <laughs> no. You're on video. We can look at you and read and hear this. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that you know what that means. No, well, that's a concern just in general. But man is not coming across as terribly sharp. Mm. Tough times. Tough times. You know that Clemson game that he had while at Ohio State? Yeah. Fooled us. Fooled the Bears, well, fooled a lot of us. He was a good player in college. But he was an unbelievable. And in that game, he made the NFL throws. Yeah. He hasn't made one
0: since. So it's 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 troubling. It is troubling. That touchdown late last week against us was a pretty nice throw. Yeah. yeah. They were down 10. But... Garbage time game was over.
2: <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready? Here we go. I don't see why not, Metro Deli. Let's do this thing. I led with the NFL. Player props have been good to me so far. I'm uh, 6 of 7 or 5 of 6 on player props this year. George Kittle over 42.5 yards receiving tonight. This Giants team got shut out through the first six quarters of the NFL season. Hadn't happened in 60-plus years. Now, to their credit, they rallied to beat perhaps the worst team in football, Arizona, In the second half, and Danny Dimes ran around and made a lot of plays. Good for him. Looked like Tampa
0: a couple few years ago.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, he did. Remember that? Oh my God, he was a rookie. That was ridiculous. We we scored on every possession in the first uh, half and
0: lost. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyhow, so uh, I I think it's interesting. It's interesting. So Kittle, the Giants are terrible, both offensively and defensively. They're terrible. They may end up taking the mantle of the worst team. Their offensive line is awful. They don't cover tight ends historically over the last, certainly three seasons. Give me George Kittle. Let's get over that 42 and a half yards receiving tonight, guys. Come on, George Kittle. There's no
0: siren. When you win them this much, there's no siren for a player problem. Nope.
2: And then I'll just take the 49ers to beat the bejesus. I know short week, Thursday night, everybody says don't touch it. Underdogs, double-digit underdogs over the last, however, 20 years, I think I read, Uh um, are, listen, on a Thursday, on a short week, Twelve and twenty-two. They don't, it doesn't happen often that you're a double-digit dog, as you can see by that total. But twelve and twenty, they don't cover. Twenty-two out ass. of thirty-four.
0: That's a almost sixty-six point six percent. They get
2: almost. they get their ass beat. So give me San Francisco lay the ten and a half here. Big number to lay in the NFL. I'm doing it. All right, on to the bread and butter, which is college football. Uh, Notre Dame's not real good, and everybody thinks they are. Everybody believes they are because they have beaten a bunch of bad teams and look good doing it. Garbage teams. Ohio State's defensive line is very good. I don't love the interior of Notre Dame's offensive line. Give me Ohio State. I'll lay the three. I still think bigger, stronger. I've taken Ohio State here. I know that's kind of unpopular with a lot of people. Go ahead and bet against me, guys. It's all for charity. Why don't you take Notre Dame? Sam Hartman, you going to love with him,
0: too? Wear a necklace, get all excited about the hair? Well, I think Sam Hartman would take Notre Dame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Better, yeah. I think so. Or else he'll be the uh, new poster child for gambling. I'm
2: just talking about the people who love that guy yeah. in a way that's uncomfortable, <laughs> which is every announcer in America. Uh, Penn State minus 14 and a half against Iowa. I don't think Iowa can score. I'm not sure they'll score a point in this game. I just need Penn State to win 17 to nothing. Should be good to go. They'll win by more than that. Go ahead and give me Penn State to lay the wood. It's a wide out, everybody.
0: Ooh, all right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Give me the And it's not in Iowa? No. Wow. It, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well played. Minus 14 and a half. I'll lay it. Uh, Tennessee will bounce back against UTSA, minus 20 and a half. Give me the Vols. They're bad, but this is an overreaction. Give me minus 20 and a half there. Oregon to paste a bad Colorado team that has been very fortunate up to this point. Should have lost last week to Colorado State. They weren't the better team. They can't run the ball to save their life. They're small up front.
0: Oregon is really good. No, they don't have their best player either.
2: Well, yeah, no, that it, matters. Just, it matters greatly. Yeah, and I have to give less than three, I mean, less than, uh, well, a push is three touchdowns. I'll, I'll lay the 21. You know, I'm mad at myself. I saw 20 and a half, and I didn't pounce on it instantly, so I'm being honest here. I waited. You I didn't buy paid. it back? At a, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think they'll win by 40. Uh, K-State, and we're going to go with the UCF team. we got some injury concerns for these two teams here, and the weather's not great. Give me under 54 on the total there. K-State UCF under fifty-four on the total for that football game. Now here comes the siren. I'm not even looking at Tom, and I suspect he wanted to hit it before
0: I said it. It really takes away from the siren when you call out the sirens coming.
2: Well the sirens' feelings I, are hurt. Can I explain my reasoning? All right. It's a sad siren now. So you get teams that are in bad spots either coming off an emotional game on the road late or something like that, and then you turn around and have to travel a great distance. Those are fun teams to bet against. So Colorado State fit that bill. In fact, while I was watching Colorado State choke away the win that they had over Colorado um, and, and, and lose that game, in the overtime, I noted that the guy that had been terrorizing Shador Sanders all night Gets thrown out of the game Mm -hmm. with a nonsense thrown out of the game call as usual. We gotta stop doing this for targeting. Stop it. But then you have to miss the first two quarters. Should have poked his eyes out, it would have been fine. Then you have to then you have to miss the next two quarters of the next game. They gotta travel across the country. This has a big number at half written all over it. We're going to go Middle Tennessee State, Colorado State. First half total over 26 and a half, everybody. Over 26 and a half at halftime. <laughs> hey, you like that, do you? That's a fun one. That's a good one. I see what Matthew's that's, doing that's here. That's, that's That's a good one. Well, we're now in We're we're, we're in the season. We're in the season. Yeah, if you didn't believe it, now you will. Yeah, we, yeah. we're in the season now. Here we go. Uh, Oklahoma versus Cincinnati, under 57-and-a-half there. And finally, BYU plus 10 against Kansas. Been winning with BYU all year. Had against Arkansas. Outright. Turned out okay. They're
0: the Utah State. It's something yeah. about that state in general on you. You've had Utah State, Utah proper the last yeah. couple of years, and now BYU.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Are you a closet Mormon, sir?
2: No, I just like to... Bet on Utah teams. You I, and Leah I, Ramini. I've no. got a thing. <laughs> I've got a thing going on with the Utah teams. I was right about Utah back to back years winning the Pac-12. Mm. Had that big odds in my favor to win the conference two oh, years yeah. well, ago. The conference championship yeah, line too last year. Oh, that killed was easy. It. Killed it. Killed it. So uh, loving this. Loving this. I. It's they seem like easy pickings till they get them right over there. I, I, I like this BYU team. I'll take them plus ten. Not necessarily picking them to win the game. I do feel good about Middle Tennessee beating Colorado State, but I also think uh, that this was the better number to bet on, that the uh, halftime over. That number originally, if you could have just bet on Middle Tennessee State early, you could have got it less than a field goal. Now it's all the way up to three, three and a half. I think people understand Colorado State's in a tough spot. So Decent
0: offense, though. Yeah. yeah to yeah. help you with that over. Yeah. yeah. Let's, get, let's get on up in the over. You feeling better about this game? I sense you are.
2: Yeah, I I have some unanswered questions that the game will answer. And I've realized, it's like my wife sits around all the time worrying that she's going to get sick. I said, you do realize that will get you sick. Drives me nuts when she does it. I'm like, stress is a huge contributing factor to your health. And if you sit around worrying about being sick, well, A, that's ridiculous because you can't do anything about that uh, as far as... Um, you know, whether you encounter somebody you don't know who's sick or not, I mean, that, that's just going to happen. That's just living in the world. That's just whatever you're going to do, right? But you can get your sleep and drink water and work out and do things, eat right. But if you're doing all those things, just go live. Just go live. Go do the right things and stop worrying about it. You worrying about it, it's going to make you sick, compromise your immune system. Well, I've sat around worrying about the safety depth in communication problems for a while. I've been upset about this, but either they're going to get it rectified or not. And if they don't, then we'll call for Adam Fuller to be fired. That's how this will work.
0: Whatever will be, will be.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'd be either you're going to fix your issues here or you're not. And I'm kind of tired of waiting on it, but all right, let's fix your issues here. It's not been a total disaster. And I do think uh, there have been adjustments at times that, you know, I'm not one of these fans who's like, "Oh, that's it. That's all. I've already made up my mind." There have been plenty of instances. I mean, the second half against LSU is something to behold. That's total domination. Uh, that counts too. You got to give credit where credit's due.
0: Yeah, and even the one bust that I, I pointed to. That's third last string isn't there. Oh, well, the no, I about the LSU no, game. The, the one at the end of the third quarter. That's a pressure. You know, and, and you're going to take some risks when you pressure. Oh, that's and I have no problem with that.
2: They're not every big play is built the same way. Like they yeah. happen for different reasons. You're mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. Um, here's what I did think about a lot that made me feel better when we were healthy up front not under the weather not guys you know battling through sickness uh we were really good against the traditional run game Uh, our front four had a little something for people Mm -hmm. and they were unable to move at all and for as much as I criticize our linebacker play and I think rightfully so especially in coverage they're good against the run they're not bad against the run when they're right Tatum Bethune is healthy this year. He looks like the guy from two years ago before we saw him really pare down his play and not look as good in the second half of last year. But he's coming up now and hitting people hard. And he's filling the holes in the run game pretty well. So, okay, if you can shut down the run, yeah, I like our chances of winning this game. Feel good about it, in fact. Because I do trust that the offense is going to make plays in this game. I think that Mike will come out and have something for Clemson. Maybe some things we haven't seen. Um... That's based on what we've seen Mike do in the past, too.
0: Of course, um, there because there is based on this offense. You know, just if you look at a play that occurred last week, like for example, maybe the pitch to Tray. Remember that they ran it two back-to-back times. I don't love the second, you know, consecutive call of a pitch to Tray when it looks like it's going to be counter going left. It's mm-hmm. a pitch to the right. There are other things you could run off of that. Off of that, for yeah. example, you know, and we see, uh, you know, basic RPOs if we give for the first couple of weeks, but there's a bubble that we never throw to, maybe you throw to the bubble. Maybe it's a pump and go. Maybe it's a double move. That's something that I'm worried about Clemson doing to us because the numbers are just so stark with how underneath everything is for Clemson. According to PFF numbers, I know, you can roll your eyes, but if you're talking about pass attempts, nine yards at maximum or all the way back to behind the line of scrimmage, nearly 70% of Klubnik's attempts are all around that area. Everything is a checkdown everything's underneath is that because they're saving something for over the top or is it because their wide receivers are deficient they had a case of the drops against duke big case of the drops
2: well they don't have the dynamic playmakers at wide receiver that they've had during this lengthy run of dominance in the acc any given year there was a guy sometimes two, that you thought oh man this is a problem and it's a problem for everybody from alabama on down like these are really good playmakers in the nfl and they don't have that group this year at receiver. There's nobody that now their, few, their their best players are their youngest players, which I think if you're a Clemson fan is interesting. You might be, you know, maybe you're encouraged. I don't know, but you're a little perturbed that we're in the now. We got to win tonight. We got to win yep. today, and our best players are freshmen. They, they, hmm, maybe we could have supplemented it somehow. Um, yeah, <laughs> if only there was a means <laughs> yeah. by which. Right, right. So I think they're probably a little uneasy about all of that. Uh, And it it might bode very well for their future, but not this weekend. So, yeah, I do feel good about that. And I do think if you're able to keep Jordan upright, I would utilize his legs as well. I'd have call design runs for him early in this game. Then I think you're going to move the ball.
0: I think also, to flip and go the other way, this defense learned more of how to stop Clemson's principles in camp. And when it's good on good, then they will with scout. I mean, you can look at maybe how to fill and, and you know, what gaps Well, to you do need to, and, and, by the way. You do. But a lot of the concepts that Garrett Riley's going to break out this weekend on the ground, yeah, they do run straight ahead, and I think we'll have good success at stopping that. But they run a lot of counter either way. And off of that, they've got little bubbles and drags and, and stuff that Mike Norvell runs a ton. So when it was good on good in camp, in a way, you're sharpening your tools for this specific offense you're facing against Clemson – the question is, how good will you be when it's Will Shipley and Phil Maffa that are running that? Because right now, you could argue that they're a better backfield than we are, and you're probably right. Oh,
2: I would argue that, if given the way we've run compared to the way they've run yeah. up to this point, without question. Have some thoughts on Jordan Travis in this game and, and where he's at as we get set to play a, a big, big game. You could argue, biggest regular season game for Florida State in the last nine to ten years. It's Jeff Cameron, show ninety-three-three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me (laughs) zaxby's like look just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land that's easy i can do that i can attest to that a delicious thick juicy tasty zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at of course the strips are a given you like the strips? We get the strips on game days.
0: The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party say this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer, giant thing, no. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer, you bring the Zaxby's, <laughs> you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces too. They've got like 97 sauces and they're all delicious.
2: I don't know if you guys know this, there are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27, you can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America.
0: They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're
2: everywhere. Look around. Find you at Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief Booster for 18 years. Go Knowles!
1: Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit fsuhomeloans.com, fsuhomeloans.com.
2: Redemption Thursday, everybody. It is good to be with you. Thanks for being with us. Big game, big game, and we do a daily check on your emotions, right, for these kinds of contests. good to be involved in these kinds of games again. I, uh, to some degree, had forgotten what it was like to care as much as we all care right now that Florida State wrestle away control of the ACC and uh, overall dominance in the league from Clemson. It feels like that's what's at stake in this game. If you go on the road, win this game, move to 4-0, remain in that top four, maybe even move up to 3 or 2, depending on what everybody else does and how everybody else looks. So far, we've seen a lot of good teams uh, not look great on a given weekend, and that has probably bolstered your enthusiasm because the truth is it feels like maybe, maybe there are 9 to 10 teams that are legitimate contenders to make the college football playoff right now. Uh, usually, that's not true. Normally, like when we get – Beyond all the BS and trying to convince ourselves of more competitive balance than there actually is, a lot of times you can narrow it down to about four teams, maybe three. And that's disappointing. Lately that's changed. TCU last year helped us out with that. The emergence of Georgia, the beginning fade of Alabama, Clemson's dominance leveling off. You're starting to see more options. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Michigan obviously is in that mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. now. And and while I would say it's close to an elimination game for Notre Dame. On Saturday, it's not quite because they play USC moving forward. So, yeah. you know, if they get through their schedule at twelve, at eleven and one, I know they don't play a conference championship game, but it's a, it's a difficult enough schedule. It's very difficult, yeah. That you know they could be very well in that conversation too. So, I think you're correct. I think it's eight to ten. This is why in the spring I was, I was like, come on, man, you're timing this right. We are peaking at a good time with a really experienced roster. When a lot of these powers are breaking in new quarterbacks, and there are going to be growing pains with them, and that includes Clemson. Look, Clubnick is having growing pains too.
2: Yeah. By the way, uh, Notre Dame's schedule is absurd. Not only do they have Ohio State this weekend, they got Duke, who's ranked in the top twenty next weekend on the road. They also play Louisville. They play USC. They play Pitt. They play Clemson. Yeah, they got they, <laughs> yeah. That, <that's> a, <laughs> eleven and one, and they're in. I think <laughs> yeah, they are. They are most definitely in if they go eleven and one, but uh, I don't think they will. Uh, That said, by the way, can I interest you in a little tub talk regarding Jordan Travis? Kind of a weird tub talk, but let's jump into the tub here, thanks to our friends at Pinch-A-Penny, and get into these tub talking points, shall we? Folks at pinch and penny making it really easy to uh, get that hot tub or spa that you've been thinking about. You can save all kinds of money, maybe even get into one of these hot tubs, these luxurious hot tubs for as little as $99 a month with installation and you get the hot tub covers included. By the way, the covers, I don't know why I'm interested in those covers. Uh, you need them, A, but they have now like designer covers and everything where mm-hmm. it's kind of like pimp to go out there. Look at my cover. Look at that. It's a picture of me. So it's very, very cool, uh, these hot tub covers that they've got there. I don't know if they can do a picture of you, but I think they can of me. So you might want to buy that. And here you go. It's a massive showroom, 12,000 square feet. Go by the one on Greer Street, the Pitch and Penny on Greer Street, uh, Capital Circle
0: Northeast. All right, here's my talking point. I think I'd want a picture of Dabo with the receiver gloves on when he was trying to wrap.
2: You know, situations like that where somebody convinces a clearly out-of-touch guy to do something and tells them, well— we're trying to get you across different platforms that the kids use today, and so you can't not do it, Dabo. you got to do it. When he begins to rap is when somebody has to step in and go, no, 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 no. We, yeah. we don't have to yeah. go that far. Just just hold the gloves up. Maybe we'll think of something witty to say, but you don't have to do that. That is ridiculous, and you look like a fool.
0: Yeah. What What's more uncomfortable, Dabo rapping mm. with uh, saying words like drip and uh, Mr. Unlimited. Like, if you had to... Both are very difficult. Should we have a segment where we play both back to back and then decide which one is more comfortable? I won't do the show. I'm not going to be here. I won't do it. Uh,
2: It's the worst. It's the worst. And by the way, every press conference that Russell Wilson now gives is cringeworthy. It is all very difficult. He had another one this past week. Every one. He can't get through one of these without. Sounding like an ass. Is he
0: offering Amway opportunities (laughs) to the media? (laughs) Uh,
2: Now, that would be funny, actually, if he just went all in. Let me talk to you about this soap. This is how we elevate each other. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. That would be good. Here's my talking point. This is the game that Jordan Travis has been waiting for. This is the game where you have to shine. This is the game where you have to take it over. This is the one. You're a superstar player on a team with a ton of weapons. And you have been waiting to be in a position to knock off the best team in this league. Clemson has been unquestionably the best team in this league for far too long from our vantage point and certainly from any of our players' vantage points, right? So this is why, like in the NFL, you bet on the quarterback in big games. I mean, we do this all the time. Years ago, I used to laugh at all the business analogies that, Colin Cowherd would use on his show every day that everything was like a used car or a hospital or insurance or something. All right, that's fine. That was his shtick, and he did it well, and it was absurd, but it worked for him. But what he was right about was when he would always say, when you get your schedule at the start of the year, as a fan of any NFL franchise, how many of the best quarterbacks do you face and dictate your win-loss record based on When and who you play at that position specifically. Yes. yes. Nothing else. How many of the top-tier quarterbacks do you face? Because in that league, good quarterback play dictates terms in the biggest games. I think he's right. It's why Dallas Cowboy fans, despite having the best personnel in football right now, don't really trust that they're going to win the Super Bowl because they don't really trust Dak. Now, maybe he'll prove them wrong. And they certainly have a great shot. They are very talented. Yes, they are. All right. Jordan, this applies to you this weekend, this Saturday. You're not calling him Dak Prescott, are you? No, I'm calling him an elite quarterback that has a chance to prove it, to take yet another step. And all he's done is prove his detractors wrong in his time at Florida State. One of those detractors was me. He has proven me and everybody else who thought that he wasn't a real quarterback wrong. He was, at one point, a guy who was a one-read, get-him-out-of-the-pocket, let-him-utilize-his-ability-to-make-you-miss-in-space kind of dude. Then he became better than that. Then the pre-snap became really good. Then mechanics got better. Then he started to attack the middle of the field down the seam. Then he became more complete right before our eyes, and thus you had former players former coaches, anybody that could get in front of a mic or on Twitter to talk about what they were watching, which was the transformation from a really good athlete playing quarterback to a quarterback who happens to be a really good athlete. And that was cool because we watched the hard work that he put in to get to that point. And we had the great fortune of talking to a Tony Tokars and talking back when he was here uh, to Arizona State's head coach, (laughs) who's still talking about, Sprouting and everything else. Indeed. Yeah, twenty nine to nothing. They lost at home. Truffle um, fries. Yeah. So Dillingham uh, believed in him, and and we when we listened to that, and then we listened to Mike Norvell, and we listened to Alex Atkins, and then we watched it for ourselves, and we saw the way the players responded. And it's been awesome to watch that. It's been really, really cool. I think it's it's really one of the more fun stories that I've had the privilege of covering. Because I have not seen a player transform to this degree. I've seen guys get a lot better. I've seen guys go from being uh, marginal contributors uh, in the first year or two of their careers to graduating and thinking, oh, we're really going to miss that dude. He's a good football player. We've seen lots of stories like that. But at quarterback, you don't see it as often. And so. Here you go. He got better and better and better. Then all of a sudden, before we knew it, he was a Heisman candidate before the season. He was single-handedly winning games against rivals in prime time and turning the program's fortunes around, and they added all around him, and then they go and beat LSU, and he has the half that he does. In the second half of that game, when you had to have it, with a nation watching down to start the third quarter, what does that guy go and do? He is as efficient and smart with the football. He's making plays left and right. He is elevating the team to another place. And along for the ride is everybody else as they are buoyed by his great play. And obviously the defense made big plays in that second half too. Don't want to overlook them. But now here you go. You got yet another test. And we pointed to these two games in the first four games of the schedule all summer long. What's your record against LSU and Clemson? Could you possibly win them both? Because if you did – You should be in a great position to not only win the ACC, but go to the college football playoff. And here it is. Clemson hasn't looked like world beaters. They lose their first game right off the bat to Duke. Score was convincing. I don't think the game played out the way
0: that it should have. Probably it was a one-score game. Probably. Either way, though. Could have gone either way.
2: But now you know they're a little down. You know you're going to get the best version of them especially in that first quarter, right? They're going to come out hyped. They're going to have a plan in place, which may get them on the board early. Everybody seems to against us. And so, you you know, you're going to have to respond to that. You're going to have to deal with that. And the person you turn to in those moments isn't a defensive back. It's not even a defensive end. It's not an offensive lineman. It's always the quarterback. Do I believe in this guy? Do I trust this guy? Does this guy make plays when we have to make plays? Is he able to calm everybody down? Does he go and answer a score from Clemson with a score of our own? And then we ease into the game and we let the best team win. I think Florida State has upwards of 12 guys that are going to get drafted in some shape or form on this roster right now that are contributing to this football team. That's more than what Clemson will have in the upcoming draft. Florida State has rapidly transformed the roster to be at a place where they're not just equipped to deal with Clemson. They're probably better than Clemson.
0: Yeah, I think especially when you look at the two deep. You know, if you want to talk about one through 85. Yeah, Clemson's it, deeper at one through 85. Yeah, I think they that's are. probably true they and, are. and developed and all that kind of stuff. But that's not what this game's about on Saturday. This game's about the top two lines of the depth chart and what can you do. And I think if you just want to oversimplify it and say, I saw this in the chat earlier, but who's better, LSU or Clemson? Well, LSU is a better football team than Clemson. And I don't think it's terribly close. Yeah. I think LSU's two scores on a neutral field better than Clemson. But the game's being played there. There's a desperation for Clemson and their offense is going to test a different part of our defense and the integrity of what we do than LSU's did. LSU is perimeter and then the quarterback runs. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Clemson's about the middle of the field. How do your linebackers do? How do your safeties do? That would be the nature of my concern. It's the biggest for concern offense. that
2: we have. I, I mean yeah. there's no getting around that. You may have to win if the weather's nice, you may end up having to win a slugfest. You may have to win a game in which both teams are scoring in the 30s.
0: Yeah, the question is, um, I would also say, you know, how fully healthy are the linebackers? That's I haven't been to practice this week. That's nothing about that. It's just when you subbed them out last week, perhaps it was for the flu bug that's going around the team. Apparently what's going around town is lengthy. Oh, it's everywhere. My wife works in the school system. Everybody's sick. And and But it's lengthy to come back from? Hmm. You know, like every snap matters now when you've got a two-back set that's with those two guys. Now It it gets eliminated really quickly, that set, if you go up big yourself or you win first down. But I want to see those two things. The thing that I'm getting more confident in, to your point, as the week goes on, is that our offense is going to move the ball. I feel better and better about that the more I look at the the one piece of evidence we have, which is the Duke game. I think they're going to be able to run the ball traditionally if they're uh, tough enough to do it. But I think it's going to be there. We've got to be decisive as backs. We've got to be decisive on the O-line. Would really help to have 53 anchoring that thing in the center. Would really help matters in terms of communication and yeah. assignments yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and being sound. But I'm not overwhelmed by what I saw at Clemson's defense against Duke. So I think they're going to be able to move the ball.
2: The one thing I was sure of when I got up on Monday morning, said it on the air, said it to you privately, said it to anybody that's asked me whether it's on the record or off. I mean, I will go ahead and let you know that. I mean, I think Florida State will move the ball in this game. I, it's Mike is dependable from a game plan standpoint and usually coming up with something unique for each opponent. Uh, he has proven that. Now, no coach bats a thousand. Guys have bad games. I don't think coach. I don't think coach had a great weekend last weekend. I don't think he was at his best either on Saturday. But there were a lot of things that conspired to, to have that be the difficult game that it turned out to be. And not all of it was because of Forest State weakness. Some of it was just strange. You just throw the ball to the other team uh, if you're Lawrence to and just give them a walk-in touchdown. Then you can't pick up a squib kick. If those two things don't happen, Forest State blows BC out. But they did happen. And so maybe it's the kind of attention-getter that you needed. Maybe it is. But offensively, I think Florida State, the same team that goes through these stretches where they score in bunches, like they did in that BC game, actually, that team has been very consistent. That
0: unit has been very consistent. The thing that gives me a lot of confidence about what this offense is going to do is is I think Clemson, this is a hypothesis, could be proved wrong by the end of the first quarter, but I think Clemson needs to get pressure on the quarterback by bringing extra bodies, by blitzing, and you don't blitz Jordan. You just don't. That's not a good idea, not a good way to live. He knows where to go with the ball been tested LSU last year offered him enough of the kitchen sink for him to think about where do I go with the ball under any circumstance because that was multiple what they were doing it's what Clemson is Clemson's very multiple Mm -hmm. they might get home once or twice and fool you yeah they're not a terrible team but generally well but in terms of fooling Jordan but generally speaking you don't blitz that kid he's not affected
2: by going back to last year the, the game that Florida State won against LSU last year which a lot of people picked against the Knowles Uh, was because they didn't think Jordan would be able to recognize what LSU's defense, filled with athletes... It's a fair theory. ...was attempting to do, right. And then I texted you in the first quarter and went, oh my God. He knows. He sees the Matrix. It's happening. We're watching it right before our eyes. He's pre-snapping the hell out of
0: this team. They're dead. And really, that's when he took the massive step forward. From that point what he needs to be better at this weekend. We all know about the underneath stuff. If it's open, take it. Like, okay, understood. The thing that I'm actually concerned about that there's been a consistent problem with the first three games is some of those downfield shots are not as accurate as they were last no, year. No,
2: they haven't been. And and I've criticized him for selection in terms of uh, target. And I've criticized him for inaccuracy. Jordan's had an up and down career when it comes to accuracy. Uh, he can be very, very good on certain throws, which we've always seen outside the numbers. Yeah. Always, Yeah. yeah. The, but where he elevated his game the most besides pre-snap was the ability to step into throws, hit your back foot and let it go down the seam. Um, those kinds of plays were big for us last year. He's got to hit those again, and I think they'll open up the middle of the field, which changes the game big time. Um, I'm going to stick with it. I said it uh, on Tuesday or maybe Monday. I can't remember which. I just think it's a big tight end game. I said it last night when we did the interactive. You went out and changed your room. You changed your room to have three, three-and-a-half legitimate targets there at tight end, uh, and, and you've got guys that are not just plus players, but they're playmakers there. So I think all three play a role in this game, and I think that's probably a lot to overcome. Uh, I think lots of people will be worried about Johnny Wilson. Lots of people will worry about Keon Coleman. Those are legitimate weapons. I think it's hard to be able to shut that down without leaving something else open, and I think Correct. those tight ends are the, are the key to the game. Jeff Cameron, ninety 93.3 Real Talk Radio, WarChan TV. Hey, guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins, and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick and easy to remember, so I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out, and I will tell you this, too. It is... um, A simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to uh, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics. Whole food Source Nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise.
1: Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Loans.com.
2: Deal going down right now here at Warchant. Why not, right? Big game discount for you as we get set to uh, hopefully take yet another step forward in the climb, and uh, you can get down with what we're bringing every day at Warchant.com now for fifty percent off. Fifty percent off big game special. Uh, that would get you a Warchant subscription for the year. Uh, For less than seventy dollars, so
0: that ain't bad, man. For the year, that ain't bad. I'm not talking about a month. Yeah, less than sixty, really.
2: Yeah. So uh, you're gonna want to jump on that, and then if you just want a little two month trial, right? And
0: that uh... one dollar, it's a buck. If yeah, if you want to give it a shot, I mean, really, give us a try for a dollar. We're gonna earn your business. You're gonna like what's going on the website. It's comprehensive. Team and recruiting. Comprehensive is the right way to describe what we're doing. A lot of work being put in by all of us. So. It, it's fun. This is a fun time right now. It always is to do this job, but you know when they're winning, it's just got that extra juice to it. So go to the website, warchant.com. Top right, there's a green button that says join. And then once you sign up for the monthly, use code FSU and the number one, and that'll get you the buck for two months. Uh, Spartanol 71
2: I'd love to know, I'm sure because we have – plenty of uh, Hawaiians, those that call Hawaii home, uh, on the chat every day, it seems, which is a good thing. And he writes, does anyone know of a place that serves beer at 6 a.m. in Honolulu asking for a friend? There has to be. It's Hawaii. It has to be. You can't go to places like that where people – it's like going to Vegas and not finding a place to drink beer, no matter when you land.
0: So next week, uh, for the same kind of a reason, next week is uh, the bye week, and you have the Ryder Cup and I was looking for bars in my vacation locale that are open early because they're going to tee off at 6 o'clock or 6.30 local time.
2: We have a mutual friend who flew.
0: Two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, right? Yep. They flew yesterday. Yeah, they're on their way. Mm. Going to Rome for a week and then going to enjoy the Ryder Cup to cap the trip. Now that is a good week. That's a trip, buddy. That's a good trip right there. Mm. I got a little geared up yesterday for the
2: Ryder Cup watching the Golf Channel. Kind of like, okay, here we go. It's time. Here we go. It's going to be a
0: knockdown drag out of Marco Simone. Yeah, I think we're going to lose. I don't like that. (laughs) I think you want the Europeans to win.
2: I like more of their guys. There it is. There it is. (laughs) Oh, man. It's uh, it's easy to. There are plenty of guys that, uh, man. And if Victor Hovland continues the crazy tear he's on, yeah. we got no shot. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: So here's a, a real question for you. And yeah. People my age will will enjoy this question too. Who is more high when they play their sport, Tracy McGrady or Victor Hovland? Tracy McGrady. Are you sure? Because Victor looks like he is uh, gummying it up. Both
2: the... both have something in common. They're awesome at what they do. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's a good time right there. That's uh, I think
0: golfing would Victor on a Tuesday.
2: Oh man! But he lo- there's a joy in the way that he plays. I love it. He's a happy hippie.
0: He is. He's he's a really. He's not from Boulder. No, he's not that type of a no, hippie. No, no. He's
2: he's happy. Although I imagine the Boulder hippies are happier than they were when we yeah. went.
0: Yeah. yeah, man. That's not a new story, folks. That goes back
2: to '08. The angriest hippies I've ever met. That's 15, that's like, 15 years ago. Like, go hacky sack it up and shut up. That trip was 15 not years our ago fault, for you. you suck. Good god. Yeah, man. Have we revealed the uniforms?
0: They don't do it till Saturday. I'm sure it's traditional. It's got to be traditional. Don't be BSing
2: around here. Let's go proclaims. with the traditional uniforms here as you take back over the pro, you know, the conference. Uh,
0: the only thing in question would be the pants, white, gold or garnet. I could see any of the three.
2: Traditional. Let's go be the traditional group here. Let's bring it on home. We'll be okay in the with the white pants. Garb- I
0: like the white pants, but eh. Um Yeah, I I it I'm, it's not that big a deal. I'm not gonna flip out about it, but We haven't worn the new white uniforms yet. Actually. Think about it. The white on white? No, I'm just saying that the, the new white jersey, because we've got the you know, the differences in the sleeves and the collar. Yeah. We've worn the garnet for LSU and then good Southern too. Miss. That, yeah, the garnet one looked good. And then on the road, because BC was wearing the uh, Wells Crowther uniforms, we wore the garnets.
2: So, Saturday becomes the, uh, what time does Jeff get up to marinate his meat?
0: <laughs> Man, and What you do in the <laughs> privacy of your own home is your
2: business. And I think it means I've got to have a laid-back Friday.
0: Dad's coming into town. Oh, you got to be careful then
2: yeah no, but Gotta set the tone. Th- yeah no, Dad's coming into town for a big we got a we got a game tonight. he's coming into town tonight mm. um then there's the Friday varsity game.
0: Oh, I was gonna say okay,
2: yeah, and then then there's the Saturday all day park your ass event going on there. so I think tomorrow, probably tomorrow morning even we'll swing by to get the meats and the veggies and all the things, okay, and then the marination
0: process, the rubs, all of it it begins. You had told the Interactive Hour audience last night yeah, that if we do get the win, you might make a phone call. Yes, like, I, yes. Do you think your dad would also make a phone call and do the same thing? I don't know. Maybe. To say
2: suck at Clemson? We go to Jim in Dublin? <laughs> well, he's going to be in tally. Oh, that's what he could, he, he could be. He could be Jim in Dublin. Y- yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he will or not. He's classier than I am. He's also a lot older. He wasn't classy back in the day, I don't think. I don't want to give him that kind of credit. He might have been. Probably not. Not in his 20s. I don't know. I mean, he was in the Army. I mean, they were having fun. But right off the bat, I've got to get things buttoned up and ready to go. I don't want to be fooling with the meats as we kick off. What's oh, the meat of choice? Oh, a day like today. A day like Saturday, a park your ass. You don't. It's no one meat. You're going to have to have the ability to graze throughout the day for
0: multiple people. I said meat is plural in my
2: lexicon. Mm. Well, I may get a, just because I love that we brought this up recently, um, I may get him a big flat iron. Oh, yeah. (laughs) One of those giant ones. Mm -hmm. Massage the flat iron. Really get it. He'll say something like, oh, good heavens, when he sees it. Yeah, And then from there, I'm going to have salmon. Always, I'm gonna have huge jumbo shrimp. I I would hope they are. I I keep, I keep it off the fire. I don't like small jumbo. No, the the giant. Those. No, I'm talking about those massive ones you see that look like small lobsters. You know, I Mm. I love those guys. I'll have plenty of
0: asparagus spears. Mm. Bathroom gonna smell great. Mm.
2: There will be. uh, I may. uh, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it, but we're gonna do it upright. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with Jeff Kemperture, 933 Real Talk, Radio, War Chant TV.